Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold, and I'm not congested. I don't know if you notice a difference from last week, but I got the COVID and I suffered and I, I live to talk about it. So that's a good thing. So be safe. It's still running rampant. I never thought I would get it because I'm really careful, but it doesn't matter. It's all over the place and it's not fun. So here I am talking with Les Flem, uh, and I'm so excited about my guest this week, Taryn Killam. You know him from Saturday Night Live, uh, but he's also such an, he's an incredible actor. He, he, uh, if you watch the Monica Lewinsky American Crime Story, he is just beyond brilliant. And what a great guy. You're going to love, 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 love this interview. I, I just had so much fun. I could have talked to him for, well, as you know, I do that anyway, for hours and hours and hours, but just amazing. Also, just want to let everyone know, I did have to cancel a couple of um, gigs, but this Saturday, June 11th, I will be uh, the MC, the host of the uh, first annual Pride Festival in Montclair, New Jersey. And uh, starting June 24th, I start my residency at the Art House in Provincetown. I'd love to see you really soon. Uh, but just now sit back, relax, enjoy this fantastic fantastic man okay ladies and gentlemen i gotta get i gotta get i got a great guest i'm so excited you know i'm a huge fan of yours um and i am of yours oh my god i love you uh ladies and gentlemen i'm not even gonna give an i mean i can give an intro but actor husband father just a man of the people really a man that's, of the that's people the best intro you could give me uh Grounded wait what else down could- to earth one of us could have a beer hot, with him. Hot, hot. <laughs> bearded for Lazy. days. Bearded, really good beard. Like not a shitty beard, like a really Thank good beard. Yeah, you. hot beard. Mad TV, SNL. Um, but so much even before that. Hamilton, I'm brought, like so much stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Taryn Killam is here. Taryn. Thank you for having me. Or should I say, Taryn Howry Killam. Very good. Now, yes. Taryn, we need to talk about, before we talk about anything like of substance, the names of you and your children. I mean, these are yeah, great we, fucking names. You're, you're very kind. We all, yeah, my wife and I cursed our children with unique names because it built character as a child and we yes. have appreciation for it now, you know? Um, Taryn... And and it and my middle name is Scottish. It's Uri. If oh, it's Uri. I said Howry. All right. Well, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. Okay. <laughs> All right. You get a pass then. I'm so sorry. Okay. Paul, thank you. Thank you. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, so unfair. God. 
Give her people Jew a Jew and a Lezzy. Yeah, a Lezzy oh, and a man. Jew. <laughs> it's too oh, much. Man. You can't live anywhere but New York. Right. And I, I you know, I'm going to have an abortion, even though I'm too old. You know, I can't yeah, even have yeah, just yeah. to have one because no. I figured get, get one. Hot. They're having a sale. Two for yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they go bad, before they expire. Get a bunch. I yeah. think there's like a two for one deal. Oh, um, we laugh because we're going to cry if we don't. <laughs> it's true. Taryn, uh. first of all, before we even talk about anything, well, we just talked a little bit, but. I love it. You, what if what if there was like 40 subjects that you, in your opinion, didn't count? So the whole interview is like, now, before we talk about anything real. Oh, I know. Then, and then I just kept doing that. <laughs> um, your performance in American Horror Story. Crime. Yes. Crime story. Crime story. Whatever the fuck it's called. Was was horrific. <laughs> now, your performance in American was so fucking good. Judy, like thank you. fucking amazing. No, Taryn, you're fucking you were so good. Oh, thanks. What a, I mean, a fascinating human being. And like the pressure was on just for that, you know, the the, the status of the crime story you know, a, a series and working for Ryan Murphy. But honestly, Annalie, uh, Annalie Ashford, who was my scene partner, who played Paula Jones, like, right. I've been an enormous fan of hers for a very long time. Like, she's she genius, yeah. Pinky boots in, in, in Legally Blonde on Broadway. And then, she, and then I don't know if you saw her on Sunday in the Park with George that she did with, with Jill. She just, she is like the most legitimate, talented actor ever. Um, so I was really nervous, honestly. <laughs> I was really You nervous. were? Um, yeah, very, very, very I love nervous. how you call her your scene partner. <laughs> it, <laughs> but you you really embodied that character and Thanks. and the fe- like just the fear and the control and the it was so nuanced. I fucking oh, loved it. That's very generous. Thank you. Oh, Thank please. You. You're so talented. All right, let's go back to your childhood. That's my favorite. <laughs> Great. Your father is Thomas. And yes. your mother is Chris. Correct. And you have two siblings. You have Taylor and Danielle. I have and four you're... siblings. I have two older sisters, Aaron and Rachel. They're nowhere to be found anywhere. They worked for the CIA. <laughs> well, They're I on went, the ground. Do you know how many interviews I fucking listened? And... <laughs> They're on the ground in the Ukraine as we speak. They're, Wait, what are their names? Um, oh, my uh, God. Aaron is my oldest sister. And then Rachel, and then me, and then Danny is after me, and then Taylor is the babe. Where did fucking Aaron Rachel Wood go? I mean, where did get it, Aaron Rachel yep. Wood? <laughs> I love it. It's good. It's Thanks. very good. <laughs> so wait, it's Evan Rachel Wood, you asshole. Anyway, so what do Aaron and Rachel do? Like, I can't find anything about them. I thought you were um, the eldest child. You're the right in the middle. I'm right da- dab smack in the middle. Um, Erin, Erin works for an electrical company here in Los Angeles. She's, she's an executive assistant there. And oh, nice. And my, uh, sister Rachel, uh, sort of, uh, operates and, and manages and, and bartends at a bar called the Caravan in San Jose. Nice. Danny works at the Skirball Center. She's, oh, that's uh, the greatest. That's so great in New York. Uh, here, here in LA, oh. the Skirball on, on Mahal. Yeah, the yeah. There's a, there's another one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. those Skirballs got around. And then Taylor, he's a musician. He's a he's a hunky musician, and he's going back to school to maybe teach. 
Um, wow, I love him. He's the coolest. Wait, does he have a beard too? He's got a very good beard right now as well. Yeah. And he's got a full head of hair. Like mine's kind of thinning. That's why I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. But, but you got, uh, your beard is great. It's like, it's curly, wavy. Yes. It's hot. It's different colors. <laughs> I'm okay. going to, I'm going to Slovakia and, and Hungary this summer. You are not for what? I, I am to shoot, a, to shoot um, a remake of the river wild. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're re, they're remaking it a whole kind of different setup and, and plot, but, it's a white water rafting thriller. That's the same. And so I play like a white water rafting instructor. And, and to me, that meant beard. Yeah, I think absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> I happen to be Hungarian. Get the heck out of here. Right, motherfucker. Hungarian Jew. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah, we got kicked out. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, we got kicked out everywhere. All right, so um, you were born. This is so, I find it fascinating when people are born in the Los Angeles area. Uh, yeah, so you're born yeah. in Culver City, but you lived in Big Bear Lake till you were yep. 15. Correct. And your mother toured with the Charlie Daniels band? She was okay. a backup singer for Charlie Daniels band, yeah. That is fucking, first of all, when I was in high school, all we did was smoke cigarettes and pot and listen to the fucking Charlie Daniels band and wear cowboy right. boots. I mean, awesome. they were the fucking hottest they went down to Georgia. He said, yeah, oh, yeah, you son of a bitch, I'm the best there ever was. Was. Yeah. Was she, well, I guess that was before you were born. She was the backup singer. Yeah, I ruined everything. <laughs> no, um, no, my, my older sisters were born when she did that, I think. I think she like, I think she was a backup singer for one tour is how it worked. Yeah, yeah, and she and she is still writing and making music to this day. She w- she went back to school later in life after having five kids, um, wow. and got her got her master's degree. She got she is a, a licensed family therapist now. She she's a social work licensed clinical yeah. social worker. You know who else is a licensed clinical social worker? You, my lover. Ooh. And so annoying, so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, they got everybody else's baggage as well. As, yeah, as but it's, it's also yeah. like, uh, if I tell you something, like sometimes I just want just you to say, it. "Don't analyze yes! it." Yes, yes. Just, just say, "Okay, just, okay, just great." My mom. Don't don't tell me what that means right. because of the dream I had two nights ago. Yes. Right. Oh my yes. god, she gets mad at me for dreams. Like yeah, I'll yeah, say, yeah, oh, yeah. I had this dream where we broke up and blah, blah. And then she gets mad at me. Like it really fucking You're happened. not processing the anxiety <laughs> and stress of last week with other trying to make plans. And oh it's my not God. me you're cheating on. It's the part of me inside of you. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. I can't it take it. Rough. It gets rough. Uh, it gets rough. So you went to high school. Uh, you went to the high school for the. L.A. High School for the Arts. Loxa, okay, yeah, Loxa, L.A. County High School for the Arts. Okay, before you went to that high school, was anyone else involved besides your mother with the Charlie Daniels band? And he just died. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Did she go to his funeral? <laughs> no, no, oh. they weren't. They, they didn't keep. They didn't K.I.T. All right. Oh, okay. Keep in touch. Baby. Um, yeah. Did you do um, what was your grammar school like? Were you just? It was just a normal L.A. Family? My family is like is like showbiz adjacent. My parents were like young, starving artists when they met. 
which means they were waiters. Um, right. Your father's an actor, right? He loved acting. My father acting. is an actor as well. Yeah, he kind of paused and, and to raise the kids was a, was a contractor into construction my whole life. Right. Um, but then my mother's uncle, like my mother's aunt, married Robert Stack. Right. From, I, yeah, you think I don't know this? I know you do. You got all. You got a stack of Wait, papers there. I got my stack right here. Rosemary Bow. Yes, Bow. Bow. That's what I meant. Yes, Rosemary Bow uh, married Robert Stack. Correct. And so, like, obviously, he was pretty show busy. I have a cousin, cousin David Bow, who's who's like face you would reckon. Have you seen UHF? Did you see UHF, the Weird no. Al movie? No. Okay. He plays Weird Al's best friend in that. Did you ever see? Oh, I um, want to see that. I want to see that so bad. Oh, it's very funny. Yeah, it's a very, 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 very funny movie. Um, uh, this is this is this was the coolest moment for me because I grew up like uh, obsessed with Jim Carrey. David is at the end of Cable Guy, the movie Cable Guy. Do you right. recall? In the helicopter when they're like airlifting Jim Carrey's character out, there's a met like a medevac guy who's like, "We're gonna get you out of here, bud." And Jim Carrey goes, "You really my bud." My cousin David is his new bud, so he's the oh next. Oh my Matthew god! Rogers. He's the next Mark. <laughs> you had, you had show I love getting people. to know you, Judy. I love getting to know you because when I say something that impresses you and excites you, it's very clear. And when I say something that you no, really I to add I to, mean no, it's fine. <laughs> it's just like that's great. Uh-huh. Not not that interested. Turn Shut page. up! No, it's just it's. I want to hear about you. I don't give a shit about him. First of all, Jim Carrey. How, what do you think of his transformation into Artist aerospace? Now. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he, there, there clearly was a, a significant chapter of, of soul searching, of, right. of redefining, of deep existential discovery. Um, I, I'm so all in on Jim. I'm so all in. I just turned 40. I know. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my wife's big gift to me was just a, a two and a half hour video of everybody who's been significant in my life sending me messages of love. And she got Jim Carrey. No fucking way. Well, look at her. She's a she's big the fucking star. She's the freaking best. So, so I mean, I, act, I love his art. And I think like, I think to hear him talk about things now, I, I think he's got really good perspective. And really I do too. I think, he's, I think he's kind of, it, it it seemed like like when he was on the carpet and saying things like we don't exist, we all are conceptions. I'm sure he, part of him. I, I I'm sure he still believes that. That's still right. part of. But um, more recently, I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of him weighing on with a lot of forgiveness and patience and kindness. Right. And an understanding that like, listen, he's achieved the most one can achieve in his right. Field. Exactly. And, and quickly, and quickly. And, and quickly, and in a way that so specifically, the way he right. manifested it, like I've read every book, I've seen every, like I'm, I am like obsessive, fanatical about him. But I do, I do get an energy from him now, still just as a fan, like what do I know? But that there seems to be a piece uh, that he's found. I don't know. I'm right, right, right. But no. I, there is a sort of like, I know the highs, I know the lows, and ultimately there's a sweet spot in the middle, which is, enjoy every moment and be kind i think and that's where i'm staying yeah i think i I think you're right and he's smart yes oh so fucking smart
Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So when you were 12, or wait, when you were, you were on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. At, at a high school, at a high school. When I was 18, I got hired on the Amanda show. Right. And I ended up doing like a recurring role on that over, over a couple seasons. And that was great. That was like my first kind of real big steady job. And from doing that show, I, I, I finished the Amanda show. I ended up going to UCLA for musical theater, actually. I was a for musical only theater. For only for... Oh my God. Okay, let's just go back. Gay, 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 (laughs) musical theater, gay. Okay. It's all on the spectrum. Right. But before, like when you were in high school or in like grammar school, like were you on sport? Like, did you know you were interested in show busyness immediately? So because, so having the parents that I had, like my mother took me and my two younger siblings to like a commercial agent when we were very little and very precocious, these little toe-headed kids. And of the three of us, I think, you know, this is her retelling of it, but I was the only one who could go into a room full of adult strangers and go like, I like milkshakes. Right. Um, and the other two were more level-headed and grounded to go like, right. this is weird. 
record and feels toxic and we're out of here. <laughs> and Evan um, Rachel Wood, Aaron and Rachel didn't have any desire. Aaron Rachel, Aaron Rachel Wood, a- Rachel is, is, is really funny. I mean, everything that I knew about like what was cool comedy and what was hip came from my sister, Rachel. Like she knew SNL before I knew right. what it was. She knew kids in the hall. Um, like she, she knew I liked Jim Carrey. So she'd be like, oh, you should see Once Bitten, the right. movie he did. Like, as a you know, like she was the real cool older sister right. that way. Aaron, no, no drive to, to be a performer, entertainer. She is very artistic. She's, she's, she loves visual art. She loves painting, right. drawing. Right. So she, that was her, her calling in that way. Um, and then for me, it was just like school plays, but, but honestly, Judy, so, so many big decisions in my like formative years were all driven by the pursuit of girls. Really? Yes. So like doing the school play was fun because I was like good at it and I would get a, a, a big lead, but also it's where all the cute the, girls right. were hanging out after school. And that was very important to me. And then when I got accepted to LOXA, it was like, because I, I, did, I did do some sports too, which is part of your question. I played baseball my whole childhood and, that, and then I played like nine years of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and freshman year of high school, I joined the club, Big Bear Club soccer team and came home from this like soccer camp. And my mom said, hey, you got into this arts high school. If you want to go to the arts high school, it doesn't start for a month. If you want to stay at Big Bear, you have to go next week. And I just remembered there were like a lot of cute girls at my Loxa audition. So, and like more time off. Of school. Right. So and you got like, three Loxa. extra weeks. Yeah. Loxa. Uh, God, I, I love acting. It's my passion. Right. Um, but I was just a dumb kid. But isn't it right. interesting? Like the, the sort of like flippant, uninformed. But can you imagine had. where you'd be if you hadn't gone there? Uh, I, I think about it a fair amount. Yeah. yeah. And having having a, a, an analyst mother helps with that, too. <laughs> oh, that's so great. She can psychoanalyze it. <laughs> so fucking annoying. OK, so you got you're in all this Nickelodeon stuff. So you get you start getting you start getting jobs. You go to school for a year and then do you move into your own place? Or are you still living with your parents or? So so the way it worked is like, a freshman year of college, I stayed on campus. At the end of that year, the fluke that was Mad TV happened, where where Mad TV called my manager asking about somebody else, and they said that person's not interested, but but see Taryn because he's loud and funny and he does right. like impressions, and it just worked, which is still like crazy. so. What what I know, Mad TV was such a great show. What what did you yeah. do for your audition? I did a lot of like WB actor impressions. So like a lot of Dawson's Creek impressions, right, a lot right. of like Buffy, a lot of like, you know, the movies were like cruel intentions and, right. and um, uh, the faculty, like Josh Hartnett was one. So I just did like a lot of those sort of what I looked close enough, like right. with, with a bit of a hook and it, and it worked. And I, it, it was, it was crazy and exciting because I loved Mad TV. I loved that show. I was a fan of it. Yeah. It's and such I, a great I, show. At that point, you know, I was musical theater kid. I was actor. I was going to be a, just a normal actor. And then suddenly I remember like the TV Guide article that said, comedians Bobby Lee and Taryn Killam are hired by Matt TV. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not a comedian. Right, I'm just right. like a funny actor. Um, and that's kind of been my, that's been my own internal debate ever since. <laughs> Isn't Who it weird? I? Isn't it weird when they, just because you'll, you know, act 
in something yeah. or do a scene that's funny, you're a comedian. And it's like, yeah. you're an actor who fun. Yeah, I don't know. It, it annoys me, too, because on, you know, yeah. I stand on it's stage well, and tell fucking jokes. And then, yeah. you know, there's people who just get cast and shit. I mean, you are yeah. a comedian. You were on SNL. I mean, but yeah. It's, I worked my way into it, you know, but but for so long, I, I certainly felt like a fraud at Mad TV. And every now and then there's flashes of, of that, of. I, I just I know a lot of true comedians and I right, love right, right. a lot of true comedians to go. The laugh is the only important thing to me. And I and they have the courage and the guts to sit there with the notebook and write out and then go up. Five right. times every week and bomb four out of five times until that well, we don't all the- bomb four times. No, 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 that's true. That's true. No, 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 no. Present company excluded. Yeah. Present company excluded, of course. Yes. Um, no, but but that drive, I love to laugh. I love comedy. And after Mad TV, I went back and I did the Groundling School because yes. I was like, well, I do love this format and right. I do love comedy. I need to like, I need to train and I need to learn how to you know, have a craft. I, I have a craft when it comes to like being an actor, being a performer, but I have none for comedy at age 20. And then seven years later, yeah, as that's where SNL found. So you you're in you're on Mad TV. Are you are you writing too or just acting? Trying to, but oh Judy, I wish I could have had access to the things I would I would turned in. Um I remember <laughs> Remember, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because you don't. You I remember computer, turning yeah. in a sketch to like Mike, Mike Hitchcock and Jim Wise, where I was like, um, I was a consumer reports journalist for Porn Star magazine. <laughs> so I'd go into furniture stores and I'd like have to test out the furniture for Porn right. Star. And, and I think Jim read it and he's like, I, I don't know what I just read. <laughs> He said something like, I don't know what I just read or I don't know how to feel about what I just right, read. Right, right, right. Because I literally was like thrown into the deep end. Um, so like I was not successful by any means in the writing, but but attempted to. But people were very kind. Like Tammy Sager was a writer there when I was there. Who She just was like the angel of all angels and right. looked out for me. And, and, and to this day, every time I see her, there's just like, a heavenly light shining. Oh, yeah. Such a, such a kind human being to like a scared, ignorant, obnoxious 19 year old kid, you know, everybody, almost everybody was really nice. And, and Mad TV was a great learning experience. But I just like, I wasn't prepared. People are coming out of. Right. It's, yeah, it's that I always say, like, you don't get that many opportunities and you have to be prepared. You know, yeah. when you get them. Yes. yes. But you exactly. were prepared enough. Who else was in the cast when you were on? So I got there for uh, Alex. Alex's last season. Will Sasso's last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Collins was there. Michael McDonald was there. Mm. Mary Spears. Yeah. Deborah Wilson. Yeah. Um, I got hired with Bobby Lee. Catherine Fiore. Um, oh, uh, uh, Jill Michelle. I forget Jill Michelle's last name. And then and then I think Frank Caliendo started with us too. But he Oh, had I remember deal. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His he he kind of came in like as like a steady guy. But Andy Daly was there, Stephanie Weir. It was a great I mean, I laughed all the time. Yeah, I loved that's the most important. I remember 
you know, my managers would be like, put submit for SNL. I'm like, I'm never getting on SNL. I'm six foot three. Well, now I'm six two. I'm a loud Jewish lesbian. You know, it's not. But I, but they're like, put in for writing. And I remember one skit I wrote, which was so stupid. It was a newscaster who's like um, on the scene of something. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the newscasters in the studio and they keep asking the newscaster on the scene for more details. And she doesn't know any and she's just faking it until finally she's like, I don't fucking know. OK, stop asking me. <laughs> I got lost. I got lost. OK. OK. And and how many about uh, we don't and just bullshitting until she finally just like, I fucking stop fucking asking like, me questions like there's going to be a lot. Yeah. Could be rain. We got a lot of sun right now, but it feels like rain could be hiding Stupid. at any moment. Right. And it was just ridiculous, but I never got the job. All right. So you're on Mad TV. Do you feel like you feel you like got you're to be, you got to be on my favorite show? Search what? Party. Wasn't that a good show? It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite show. Charles and, and oh my God. Are, are just geniuses. I love them. I Me love too. them. Me too, big time. Just great people. Yeah. Okay, back to you. Now, right. when you're on Mad TV, so you're you feel like you feel like you're having imposter syndrome and you're in over your head, oh, but yes. you're faking it, right? You're faking it. Are you making yeah. decent money? You know, this is the this is the truth. You will love this stat. I made three thousand dollars a week more doing Mad TV in two thousand one than I did on SNL when I did it in 2010. I, I, that I made is... three, three grand more per week at Mad TV than SNL. Wow. So that, yeah. So for me, it was- Well, it's exciting. not like SNL was established by then, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, right? Lauren. Anyway, Lauren, so, so you- man. All right, you do Mad TV. I did uh, you then do, uh, that's 2001 to 2002. You were the youngest member ever. You were 19. Sure. sure. Um, you do various other things. You were a fucking contestant on The Price is Right. I won three grand and a tennis ball machine. No, I want the tennis ball machine. Where is it? I, I tried to use it in a sketch at Groundlings and it, and it malfunctioned. I was so angry. I ended up selling it on Craigslist. Okay. How did you get on the fucking prices right? And c can you uh, go on if you have a sad card or after? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. This is such a convoluted story. I want to give you the like most abbreviated version. Okay, but I love it. <sighs> in two thousand, <laughs> in two thousand and four, I shot a pilot for the WB Network, now defunct, uh, folded into the CW. Right. The pilot was called Nobody's Watching. It was created by Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs and Cougar Town, and Ted Lasso, and two gentlemen named Neil Garrett, uh, Neil Goldman, Garrett Donovan. Okay. Um, the show was about two. It was a fictional show about two guys from Ohio who love multicam sitcoms, but feel that they have died in the early aughts. There's no great sitcoms at all. And they're complaining to the network of the WB. The WB hires them to develop their own perfect sitcom, but they're going to film a reality show about it while they live on a soundstage developing their own sitcom. But what the boys don't know is that the network is, is manipulating them into the sitcom. It was shot half single camera, half multicam. It was so funny. It was so ahead of its time. It was so clever, but it was very complicated. Clearly. Right. 
It didn't get picked up. A year later, an unknown, an unnamed creator of the show leaked it on YouTube, early days of YouTube. Oh, wow. And, and people freaked because they're like, whoa, a network pilot of, in full, a failed network pilot leaked online. This is kind of the first time something like that has really happened. It got a lot of press. People were saying, oh, this was good. It should have gotten picked up, yada, yada, yada. NBC, the studio who produced it, gave me and my co-star Paul a new deal. Right. Not to make a new, not, they didn't pick up the show, not even to sh shoot a new pilot, to create YouTube content. Wow. What and year is this? 2005, 2006. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. Wow. And we didn't know what we were doing. We were in all of our heads, but part of the conceit that Bill and Neil and Garrett came up with was that, well, your characters are fans of television. That's sort of the germ of the idea. What if all of our videos are about you guys trying to get on TV in any way possible? So, brings us to the prizes right. We'll try to get you on prizes right, so when they do that opening shot across the crowd, we'll see you, we'll pull that footage, we'll make a sketch right. out of it, we'll put it online. These two young writers that were hired to work on it with us, they actually got up at like three in the morning to stand in line. Online? Oh my God, yeah. And like, they give you a number and then you can go away and shower and stuff and come back. So Paul and I, very fortunately, Shower. We, we like didn't. Eat, we we yeah. showed up at like ten a.m. with a ticket, right. and we we're like, "Gotta go." I am the if if there's four people, four podiums. I am the fourth name called of the entire game. So I go up immediately. I can't believe it, and I'm caught somewhere between like, "Holy shit, I'm on the prices right," and right. "Oh yeah, this is also for work." I need to somehow capitalize on this to create footage we can pull to put online. Right. For the it was such a weird, dumb thing. I don't make any of the bids until the final bid. So I'm up at the podium the whole show. I win the final bid for the tennis ball machine. I How much was game. it? How much was it? I think it was like, um, I think it was like twenty nine seventy five or something. Did like you do like, a, did you do a like one penny higher than someone? I did. I got to do the one dollar. Ah, that's the best. So satisfying. It I know, so right? Satisfying. And that person's like, fuck you, you then, fucking ass. So, so oh. shitty. And it just, it, but it also had happened to me by that point. Like, two or right. Times, so, so. Did, when, when you were not getting it, were you like, fuck, like, yes. what does it feel like to stand there and like, you're like, you motherfucker. It's all like, there's a little bit of chance, right? Like there's a little right. bit of chance. Every now and then you'll have like divine inspiration. You'll be like, right. I know how much this is. I know that this right. is about $350. Right. And so that would happen. But, but yeah, there's just the strategy of either $1 <laughs> or $1 under, you know? So, yeah. Okay, so, so then he calls you up. Do you fucking do the freak up. out? I'm. I can't believe it. I say I want to say hi to my best. Oh no no no! I do that when I spin the wheel for the game. It was. Oh, you did the wheel. You did the fucking wheel. I, I wanted to dude, do that. Can I the tell best you? Part of this story is the wheel. So I lose my game. Oh. It was like coming or going, and you had to slide the thing. And I was gonna do going, and the audience said coming, and I went with them. And so we went. I hate. I still resent that audience. Fuck but, them. Yeah. But I go to spin the wheel. I do take that moment to say, I want to say hi to my best friend, Will. And that's the character name of right. Paul who's there. So, okay, I did some work. I spin, I get exactly a dollar. No way. I got exactly the, the glittery golden red dollar. I lose my mind. I start jumping up and down, Judy. This is the last year that Bob Barker did the show. Right. I start jumping up and down. My foot gets caught on the cord of his mic. mic no way. And it, I yank it out of his hands. I trip over it and it, rips the mic out of his hands 
So I grabbed the no. mic and I offered it to him like a sword kind of thing. And right. People laugh. The per- There's only one person to, ro- to spin after me. This little old woman, Thelma, probably in her late 70s, maybe in early 80s from Georgia. She doesn't even spin the wheel herself. She has to get Bob to help her. Oh, 35 fuck. cents. I go, here I go. 35 cents. No big deal. Spins again. 65 cents. Now no fucking way. No fucking. We have to do a spinoff. <laughs> we spin again. And, and my heart falls to the floor. I spin a nickel. A nickel. And I'm like, this is the worst. This is this stinks. And you got you should have had because you got it in one spin. You should have won. But here's the thing that I didn't realize. The nickel is glittery for a reason. If you spin the nickel, you get that in cash. Five thousand dollars cash. So I so I did win. So I won. I ended up winning six grand because I got a thousand dollars for the dollar. That's the other thing is they just give you a thousand dollars for the dollar. Right. So I won six grand. And a tennis ball machine. How much did the old la- the lady from? She didn't even win her showcase. Such an oh, idiot. Fuck her. She's a, a stupid fucking bitch. dummy. <laughs> Thelma, you dummy. Thelma, you suck. You dumb bitch. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. You know, when I used to do Hollywood Squares, I it, I think it was on the same soundstage, and oh, I we oh. used to sneak back there and try to spin the wheel. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's a it's an institution. It's a staple. It's like a it's like a, a staple of American television. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So how did you get SNL? Did you have to audition? Many times. After Mad TV. Yeah. You had a few years there. I did one year at Mad TV. They asked me back but at kind of a reduced contractual thing. Like, they're like, we want to renegotiate instead of a full 22 episodes, we want to do 17 out of 22. And I was like, okay. And all my reps were like, no, (laughs) how dare they? And I was like, oh, okay. And so we we ended up saying no. My mother was horrified. She's like, you've left college and you're turning down more money than anybody has ever thought of in our family before. But yeah, but I sort of followed that and 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 obviously I'm glad I did right. now. There right. were moments where I was like, what have I done? Um, but because everybody that I loved and respected for Mad TV had kind of trained at the Groundlings Theater, and at the time, one of my friends from college, Mikey Day, was already taking classes there. Oh yes, Mikey Day. Yes, I know him. Mikey Day, now uh, now SNL cast member. Um, so me. My friend, our mutual friend Kyle and Nassim Padrad, who was dating Mikey right. at the time, we right. all did a, a basic class together. And then I just, it, it was just, I just did it for fun. Like, I just want to see what it's like to take an improv class. And it was fun and I loved it and kept going. And the grounding school is weird because you can do level one and two fast, but then you have to like wait a year for level three. And then so it's like Scientology. It's very much, it's the Scientology <laughs> sketch. 
It's Sketchontology. Uh, <laughs> my Thetan level was very low by the time I was Right, started. right. Um, so yeah, so no, long story longer, I got into the Sunday company, which is the junior company. And Nassim got in around the, around the same time right. too. So that's where we were when SNL started scouting. And I think they came to see Nassim because she, her reps also knew Tina Fey's people and recommended her because Nassim had done this really hilarious one woman show. So that kind of brought SNL to see the Sunday company. And, and once they saw the show, they flew four of us out to audition. It was Nassim, myself, Jillian Bell, and our buddy Greg Roman. And that first trip out there, Judy, was like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory contest winner. Like, oh my God, this is, we did it. We did it. No matter what, we were good enough to be were you all, audition. Right. Were you all on the same flight? Yeah, we're same flight. I rented a limousine to pick us up from the airport to drive oh my us God. into Manhattan. Just right. was like, do it in style. Right. And, and it went really well. And they, what did you do? Wait, was Lauren there? Oh yeah. It's the whole thing. So, so because like, yeah, the screen test is done where the host does the monologue. Like if you've ever seen an episode, the, where the host does the monologue is also where weekend update happens. It's called, it's called home base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you have to do that. You have to stand there. But the theater, but the studio is empty except for like a folding table, like a like a like a rubbermaid table and just chairs. And there's five or six people, Lauren, the producer, some writers. And and it's like it's the hardest thing oh, I've yeah. ever had to do ever. And you I know, that that studio, times. that studio, uh Rosie's Rosie O'Donnell show, which I right? produced yes. was on the same floor. And we used to go in there all the time. You could still uh, smell the Koosh balls when I got there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, because I but yeah, it, loved it, the Rosie O'Donnell show. My grandmother, Claire, and I would watch it together because it was like the happiest. Right? Most, yes. It was like that most happy, joyful. And it's kind of the first, in my opinion, it was the first daytime talk show that did that. That did like, let's show up. We're going to dance. We're going to have fun. We're going to play games. It's going to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. It was a bunch of gay. Th- I was talking to Rosie this past weekend and I was yeah. it's like, if they only knew it was just a bunch of the- gay theater kids <laughs> putting on like playing, we were just yeah. playing, you know? So, so, so this is my Rosie O'Donnell story. Cause I never got to do the show uh, much to my chagrin, but I went to high school with Josh Groban. Oh, and- who won't admit he's Jewish. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about. What yeah. the hell, man? I know. Hey. Yes, he's uh, Jewish and he just says he's not. Fuck you, Josh. Okay. You know, like the, the biggest thing that happened was he started taking voice lessons and then met David Foster. And David Foster had him understudy for Andrea Bocelli, I think, yes. for the Grammys or something. When Rosie was hosting the Grammys, Rosie saw him in the rehearsal and invited him onto her show. I mean, she broke him there. Right. You, got, you, know, you guys broke him there. And it was the coolest thing. We could not believe it. The Josh from theater class is on the <laughs> show. And now look at him with his fake not him. being Jewish. You have yeah. a better, you have a way better beard than him. Okay. So you, so you go in the first time with these guys. Yes. And yes. Patty, and I don't think people realize like auditioning is so fucking hard. And it's always a table of, of, People just yeah. judge it. It's just shit. Do I say mm-hmm. hi? Do, nah, 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 nah. Did you ever did you ever audition for Woody Allen? 
try to be memorable, try to be, yeah. no. Oh, no. God. I remember auditioning for him, and they're like, don't look at him. Don't go near him. Don't look at him. And then, um, I, and, and they give you your the sides, which is the script. When you get there, you have to return it when you leave. Everything's top yeah. secret. You walk in a room. They're like, are you ready? And uh, you can't say no. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm not ready. Make him wait. And then you yeah. walk in. And, and he's standing there and he's like, hi, nice to meet you. And shakes my hand. I'm like, what was this fucking don't look at him in the eye? Don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it worked, though. It worked. Yeah. So you go in or out of the four of you. Audition, uh, I, which it, one are is, you of the four? Uh, Like what order? Yeah. I don't know. Because there's honestly like a minimum of like 12 other people there. It's a long day. You get there right. at like noon. And you're there till 7 p.m. That's know? horrible. Okay, so... And you're, you, and you're just sitting and waiting for most of that time. But I was kind of in the middle. The first time I went right before Jenny Slate. Wow. Because um, she, I, 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 one of many happy memories of that first audition was coming out. And her going, like, there was like a musical performance part. And she's like, was that you singing? Oh, my God, you have such a beautiful voice. <laughs> and I was like, whoever you are, I love you. You're the greatest. Thank you. Because <laughs> no matter how I felt that right. way, you just made me feel like a million Right, dollars. right, right. Um, and yeah, and I waited around. It was fun. And then what happened was Nassim and I got called back two weeks later, same year. So you go home the next day? Basically. Ugh. Basically. We go home the next day. Then they call and they say they want to see another five minutes of, so of different material. Two weeks of no no contact whatsoever. You're sitting with this, like going over in your head for two fucking weeks. Okay, exactly. stewing, stewing. Right. And the thing was, like, you know, I'm this is my one shot. This is my. Right. I, I think I literally listened to like Eminem's, you know, "Lose Yourself." Like it's a one shot to not miss it. Like right. to hump, hype, my, hump, uh, hype myself up. And you're like, I'm gonna give them all my A material. And they say, come back in two weeks, all new stuff. And you're like, okay, well, what's all the shitty stuff I got out of my audition <laughs> that I can go back and feel really right. good about showing them? Um, but yeah, so I went back. The other thing about, about the second time around was the first time you're like, this is my one shot. Take it or leave it. Leave it out. Leave it all on the stage. And then being called back, like being scrutinized in that way made it feel more possible, which was right. very exciting, but also made it feel more real it didn't right feel as right much. it wasn't like chance. it's right. mine to lose now right so long story longer um they said uh we're not gonna hire taryn this year but he's on our radar whatever that like took now did you time. were you bummed or were you like yeah okay. probably like yeah in in that way that you always want to be told that like right. you're the best and you're the one we were looking for right and what we needed I did also, I, because I'm such a fan of the show, I was very conscious of like how many white guys they already had on the show, which was quite a bit because the next year Forte left and I had a weird justification in my own mind of like, you know, if a white guy leaves, maybe I'll have a shot. Right, right. Arbitrary, but also not because I do think that that's a way that the producers think about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so... They call out of the blue a year later. I'd gone back to Groundlings. I've graduated from the Sunny Company to the main company. I'm doing my first main show. And they call and they say, we'd love to see Taryn again. And I'd had a year at that point to kind of consider like, what would I do different? What would I do better? What didn't I show them? 
watch the show and really see the kind of stuff they're doing on there, you know? Yeah. Also, what makes Taryn unique and different right. from everybody, you know? And, like, I, I love doing a lot of physical comedy, and I felt like there wasn't a ton of physical performers. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Taryn Killam. What a guy. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and... This podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Jo Sowards, who does everything else. Everything else except the interview and the research, but she does everything else. If you um, have not subscribed to the show or left a review, what the fuck? Seriously? Like, I really need you to do that. I need you to do that because then I can stay on the air. It's not, I'm not, what air? I don't even know what I'm on. On the cloud, wherever I am. Also, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. I think now's a good time because they think a lot of shit's going on and I think you would like it. And it's the summertime and you can read it at the beach and laugh like Elisa did when she was reading it. She was literally at the beach and she was laughing out loud. Okay. So whatever. Anyway, so please do that. Um, you can visit my website, judygold.com. Find out where I'm performing. As I said, the beginning of the show, I will be hosting the um, first annual Pride Festival in Montclair, New Jersey. I am a native New Jerseyite, so I'm very excited about that. It's going to be fun. A lot of Laura Bonatti's going to be there. It's going to be really a lot of fun. And then I start my residency at the Art House in Provincetown on June 24th. So if you're at the Cape, get your fucking ass to my show. I, I cannot thank you for listening. I, I You know, I had COVID last week. It was such a depressing week, and I I can't believe what's going on in this country. So I just want to urge everyone who listens, and any, anyone who's listening to the end, and I know there's there's a bunch of you, and I thought I wrote down a name, but I didn't, but I'll get it next time. But, you know, here's the deal. You have to vote. You have to make your voice heard. You have to protest. We can't let this continue. It's it's an abomination. And I I just can't even believe that this happens pretty much every day in this country. And it's Ashanda. You can look that up. We're better than this. And we can't let this minority of fucking assholes take this country in the wrong direction like they have already begun to and continue to. We gotta have balls. Please, please speak up I just I know there's so many great people out there and these motherfuckers are taking over. All right, I don't want to get I don't want to end on a negative note because you know I'm very positive I want to end with a very very special Mazel Tov congratulations to our very own Brittany Sowards who is getting married this week on Thursday so Elisa and I would like to wish Brittany and Sam happiness long life love health and just I hope they're as happy as we are Elisa absolutely that was us both lying <laughs> mazel tov to Brittany and Sam mazel tov Brittany you. and Sam we love you and as we always say so long Ha <laughs>